modernizing your business's IT landscape, commonly called IT transformation. It can be complex, but rather than focus solely on the what of IT transformation, in this podcast, we'll look to the how and hear directly from National Australia Bank on how their business transformation was enabled by the IT transformation. They'll share the opportunities and challenges they encountered, key learnings, and give some great advice. This is one in a series of five short podcasts where we speak with five industry leaders in their fields about the major challenges corporations are facing in today's business environment. We're looking specifically into major recurring themes of customer experience, business transformation, accelerating value, IT transformation, and business growth. We'll delve into the challenges, the opportunities, and these industry leaders' responses in the short, medium, and long term with the aim of lifting the tide for everyone who shares those same opportunities and challenges. I'm Pip Marlowe. I'm the CEO of Salesforce Australia and New Zealand, and I'm delighted to introduce you to your host for today's discussion, Australian businessman, TV personality, and radio presenter, Russell Howcroft, along with our guest trailblazer, Simon Southwell, who is the General Manager of Performance and Operation at the National Australia Bank. The big win is around how do we improve the experience for our customers, and in our case, that's our brokers and their customers. But then also the people that work in the team. You know, how do we transform the business uh, through our tech uh, platforms that's going to enable um, awesome experiences for all our stakeholders? I'm Russell Howcroft, and I'm joined today by Simon Southwell, who is General Manager of Performance and Operations at National Australia Bank. So, Simon, give me your definition of IT transformation and what that means for the NAB. So I think if I, if I put it in the context of our business, um, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this would be would be well aware of the significant regulatory change that's happened uh, in the banking and finance industry uh, yeah. from the ASIC REM review, Sedgwick review, Productivity Commissioner review, and capped off by the Royal Commission. Mm, yeah. um, tr- transformation from a business perspective was, you know, we, we just accepted that we needed to move. Um, for, for me... It is how did we use tech transformation as the enabler for that business transformation? Um, and the big thing that we were looking for out of that was, so obviously there's some business benefit creating efficiencies, but the, the big win is around how do we improve the experience for our customers? And in our case, that's our brokers and their customers, but then also the people that work in the team. You know, how do we transform the business uh, through our tech uh, platforms that's going to enable um, awesome experiences for all of our stakeholders? Um, we're going to invent something now. We're going to call it the Power Index. Um, the Power Index is um, out of ten, from one to ten. Ten being really powerful. Yes. So on our power, on our Power Index, having a digitally primed addressable market um, with your NAB podium, give us a number out of ten. Having that capability as we head into what is going to be an accelerated digital adoption is um, it's a 10. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to say 11, Simon. <laughs> oh, I can say that. We can edit it out. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, say it now. Well, Russ, I'd, I'd say that's an 11. Oh, that's definitely an 11, Russ. Good question. Yeah, good on you. Okay, um, having just given yourself an 11 out of 10, where do, where do you reckon you got it wrong? What can, what can you teach us about you know, some hurdles along the way or some some crazy mazes that you've found yourself in? Yeah, so I might give a bit of context for answer that question. So I've been in this role, the role that I'm in now responsible for, for Podium, our platform, as, um, as one of the areas of my remit. Um, and my first day on this job was the day of our first migration, our first of 
six months of fortnightly migrations of our platform. And part of that was around managing the the tech risk and the data risk. And part of it was also around the amount of change that our ultimate customer can can consume and our team can consume. So we broke it up into fortnightly chunks. And so the first weekend of our first migration, um, the, the Monday was my first day in this job. And before that, I'd been in the distribution side of our business. And so for 12 months, I'd been working alongside the project team, um, telling our customers, our brokers, um, how amazing this new platform was going to be. And um, it's going to blow their socks off when they turn their computer on on Monday morning post their migration. And what I found out on that first Monday morning was that, that, that that's not quite how they saw it. Um, so we, we turned their world, we turned their world upside down. We'd, um, we had, we had a, a new platform that was much more intuitive and um, the user experience was much improved, um, but it was different to what they were using yeah. on Friday. And um, and so for those that had had um, immersion in it through our advisory group network, no problem. But for the majority of our customers, this was the first time they were seeing it was on day one. And we also uh, took the opportunity to sort of rewire the process that a customer goes through and a broker takes a customer through. And we did that knowing that the increased expectation from the regulator and the community was going to require a broker to take a different path as they uh, turned more to an advice-based role rather than a transaction-based role, I'm generalising. And so we took the opportunity whilst we were making the the change or, or the transformation, we took an opportunity to sort of rewire the process. So you mentioned Podium. Um, what's Podium? So Podium is the is the business operating platform that our brokers use to effectively run their business. So core component is the, the CRM component, which uh, Salesforce uh, power for us. Uh, but it all, it, you know, we also use it for our commissions management, lodgement. Uh, we use it for our marketing capability. Uh, we use it for creating dashboards and reports to enable them to sort of run their business. They connect with their customer through our customer communities in a digital way. So it's really um, for a broker to operate effectively in this industry, they need a platform in which to run their business. The partnership with Salesforce was invaluable, connect yep. with their customers and their people, but it also ultimately connect with the banks who are providing the ultimate product for their clients. So they need to be able to, to lodge those applications with their lenders and Podium enables that as well. So transformation, um, you know, like every second sentence in business, of course, seems to have transformation in it. So transformation is tough. Um, I imagine it would be particularly tough in a significant organisation um, like the NAB. So maybe what are the challenges that you faced in, in your implementation? So I think um, so. the context of a large organisation, of course, there's the, the regular challenges around sort of prioritisation and, and funding and working through those challenges. But with that to the side, um, the difference between change management and significant transformation for us was really important here. So given that we knew our whole industry was changing, we needed to get as much ahead of the curve as we could and make sure our brokers were in the best possible position to manage that change. The foundational step was making sure that we had a technology platform that was going to enable us to do that. Yeah. And so from so the challenge for us, I suppose, was around how, do, how did we go about blending the the real significant challenges that we and they were real that we had to deal with around transferring four terabytes of data that effectively belonged to a broker it didn't belong to us <laughs> um, it was in 2800 instances 
um, we uh, and the Salesforce guys can can jump in here. But it's you know we were proudly one of, if not the most complicated Salesforce instances globally before we started this transformation. Oh, okay. So managing managing of change and and currency was a real challenge for us. So we had to deal with that. Then we also had to deal with the uh, the cultural change that was required to successfully embed this transformation within our workforce. But then, as I said earlier, also the thousands of micro workforces that are that are the users of this platform. Tell me about the role that technology plays in culture transformation. It's so for us. There's sort of two parts to that. So one is the culture within our business. So um, with, within our team, we've got around 215 people that are responsible for delivering our services to our brokers, who are our ultimate customers. So it was part of it was around the cultural shift for our people. So what is the value that we add, and how do we deliver that to our brokers? But the other part was understanding the micro cultures that exist in the sort of two and a half thousand odd small businesses that are our customers and then the 7,000 people that exist within those businesses um, and how do we address the significant change impact through the transformation of business uh, and tech? Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how do we take into account all those sort of thousands of microcultures that exist within just not the corporate culture that, that my team operates within? I imagine um, getting agreement to spend you would need to spend to get a digital transformation to build a, a platform like a podium to to use Salesforce as, as a partner, mm-hmm. argument for funding must be difficult. Um, you, you would have to be very sophisticated, I imagine, in order to get the executive sign-off. Can you tell us a bit about how you constructed the argument for money? Sure. So you're absolutely right that it needs to be delivered by a very articulate and skilled executive. Um, so luckily we had one of those. <laughs> but um, but no, in all, in all seriousness, the um, so, so as I said before, there was significant change uh, and expectations, uh, both from a regulated perspective, but you know really importantly from a community perspective in our industry. Uh, so we knew we had we knew we had to change, and we took the brave decision, some might say, to to move well before we were f- our hand was forced. So we knew change was coming um, through the work we also did with an industry, um, our industry associations. We, we created the Combined Industry Forum, um, which consisted of uh, lenders and aggregators, industry bodies, consumer advocates, uh, and the ABA in order to sort of get ourselves aligned around what are the changes that we, we should take on that's the right thing to do from a self-regulation perspective. So we had good intent at an industry perspective and also from a NAB perspective to to take a lead role in the industry taking on some of the transformation itself. There's, and then there's also the risk component. So we um, part of our proposition to our to our broker customers is we offer them the, the ability to operate under our Australian credit licence. Yep. And um, so there is also some direct regulatory risk here of us not putting our brokers in a position where delivering a compliant proposition and value-added proposition to their clients. So we sort of took it from a couple of different angles. One was from a pure risk perspective, um, you know, and how do we make sure that we are safe and secure and, and, and that we're doing the right thing? But then also how do we take a lead role in providing that exceptional experience that the community expects of our industry? So when when getting sign-off, do you have to you, – you obviously have to present the what, but do you also have to present how you're going to do this? Yeah, we did. Um we focused a lot on the how around the tech transformation. 
Yeah, right. Um, so we were very focused on all of that data in a very complex infrastructure, making sure that we were able to migrate that in a safe and secure way. Um, you know, when you think about from a bank perspective, the, the last thing, and from our customers' perspective, the last thing we wanted as part of this migration was any sort of corruption or data breach. So the, the how was very focused on how do we move the customer's data, our broker's data safely. So there was a lot of focus on that. Um, and it's not to say that we uh, didn't think about the customer experience. We had a lot of focus on the customer experience uh, in our design work. Um, but it was a lot of the how from a, particularly from a funding perspective, was around how are we going to undertake this massive task over six months and make sure that we, d- we don't have a single data breach or any sort of data corruption. So from a broker's perspective, they came in on, they left on Friday with a quite archaic and um, not a great user experience, but it was one they'd been using for a number of years and they got it. And yeah. they came in on Monday and they had this sexy new toy that um, <laughs> they didn't really know how to use. And on top of that, we changed the process. So yeah. So that so, was my experience. So that was the, the dis- to answer your question, the disconnect here was around, I, I feel that we underestimated the impact on the end customer and how prepared they needed to be for that change. Give us some actions that any business should um, should implement to improve a transformation with tech. Um, give us your top three. So from a, from a business transformation enabled by tech, um, first of all, you've got to nail the tech. Hopefully I'm not just stating the obvious there, but um, your customer, our customer, there was no ticker tape parade when we successfully migrated their data without any breach. They just yeah. expect us to do that. That's doing the job. Yep. Um, so it, it was great for us to sort of celebrate that as a success. But from a customer perspective, it is a ticket to the game. So yep. um, now the tech, if you get that wrong, then um, everything else unravels. I think the next one for me would be, um, I've, I've put a note here for myself around don't protect or sugarcoat the end user. I feel like one of the things I look back and um, and I could think about this from when I was selling the the change in the lead up, um, we didn't actually present any um, downside or pain that, that our both our people and our customer were going to endure through the significant transformation. Got we it. really only showed them the stuff that was going to be better. Um, and so my, my tip there would be be transparent and honest with people around this is going to be amazing. This is exactly what we need to do, sell the dream, why we need to do this, but also acknowledge that the transformation from what you've been using for the last five years to what you're going to need to use for the future, there's going to be there's going to be some pain in that uh, transition. Got it. Fantastic. And, and I think um, the last one is in, I've got involving the business, but when I say the business, I'm talking about, again, business-led transformation and that's tech-enabled. Um, I feel a bit, Oftentimes we had the sort of the cart before the horse to use that analogy. So, you know, we we in the in the distribution side of the business allowed this transformation to be tech led. Um, when the real reason for the transformation was our whole industry needed to transform, including our brokers that participate in that industry. And um, so, I think if you know having this uh, opportunity for a significant change again, make sure that you involve the people that are going to embed this change. This is not a project team sort of deliver and drop and run. Um, we need the business to own this going forward to embed it into uh, our thousands of users. Uh, and we we could have involved 
those those business uh, people earlier on the journey um, all the way through. So we've got nail the tech. Yep. We've got uh, don't protect or sugarcoat uh, the end user. Uh, in fact, maybe present the downside or, or certainly communicate to them that there may be some pain, but obviously the pain's going to be worth it. Yep. Uh, and we've got involve the business. Um, it's not a drop and run exercise. It's a and it's not actually just a pure tech exercise. It, it, it can be solved as a whole of industry exercise, bearing in mind that we need to make sure we're communicating that powerfully and make sure that we're training people up as well. Yeah, good summary. Um, if, I, if I give an example of a, of a simple thing that um, that we've introduced following these learnings is what I observed and not being you know, 30 years in this industry and most of that time being in a distribution role. Um, I'm learning some new new sort of ways of working from the from the tech people in my team. And one of the things that they do religiously with any change, large or small, is they run hypercare sessions post the change. Um, and we do that religiously from a, again from a tech perspective. We pick up any well, often we're picking up things before our users know that there's issues and we rectify them. Yeah. Um, one of the things I've introduced is a business version of hypercare. Uh, it might sound a bit boring and simple, but for us. Having a business-led version, the voice of the customer, the voice of the whole user group from a business perspective as well, participating in a uh, in a hypercare type process, not only with our tech people but our delivery people, product owners, um, you know, solution designers, all that sort of you know, the, the whole thing. That that's a distribution-led session. Yeah. Um, we don't put the distribution guys in the tech session, but um, th- it's something simple as that has made a significant difference to how we've uh, subsequently managed significant change on our improved platform. Okay, Simon, we've got some fun questions that I want to rapid fire go through. Okay, what has been a good habit you've developed during COVID? I think um, for me, spending more time with the family, I've got three sort of adult children and and that that one hour where we've been allowed outside of the house, spending that time with a daily walk with the family has been a good habit. What about your bad habit? One thing that I have noticed is that red wine o'clock seems to be sneaking forward a little bit in the day. Um, so that's something I have noticed. Yes. What's the craziest purchase you've made during COVID? Uh, I've actually got into automation and um, we've just built a new house and I've since I've been locked up in it, I'm, I'm trying to automate whatever I can, whether that's from the pool cleaner to the blinds on the skylights. But probably the craziest thing from my perspective is we bought a uh, robot vacuum and mop combo. I've always wanted to know, do they work, those robots? Uh, yeah, funnily, funnily enough, it actually does. Okay, favourite book or favourite app? Uh, from a book perspective, um, I've got a couple of old favourites, uh, Who Moved My Cheese by Spencer Johnson and uh, and Zap by William Byam, um, also served well as bedtime stories for my children when they were growing up. I was joined today by Simon Southwell, General Manager of Performance and Operations within the Aggregation and Partnerships business at National Australia Bank. Thank you so much, Simon. No problems. Love to talk to you. That was a fascinating listen and something I think we can all learn from. For more content, tools and customer stories on IT transformation, please visit the Salesforce IT Transformation landing page. You can find that at SFDC dot co forward slash i t t that's s f d c dot co forward slash i t t 
We'd also welcome your thoughts and feedback on everything you've heard today. So please do take a few minutes to share by emailing us at abmpodcast at salesforce.com. That's abmpodcast at salesforce.com. Join us for our next episode to discover more about the future of business now, brought to you by Salesforce. I'm Russell Howcroft, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Wow, what an incredible episode of the Future of Business Now podcast. I hope you found it insightful too. And I look forward to your virtual company on our next podcast brought to you by Salesforce. My name is Pip Marlowe and I look forward to speaking to you again on the Future of Business Now.